Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. Welcome to Plan for Life Now. Oh, geez, Dave, I didn't look this up. I think this is episode 47. Ooh. I'll, I'll look it up as we're talking. Okay. But it's it's episode something. We'll label it properly. All right. I thought when you I thought you were about to stop the podcast for a second there. I oh, thought what you had to say was so important. Nah. But it's only which episode we're on, which isn't yeah. that big a deal. That is not critical. I don't... But pretty soon it'll be our 50th. That'll be a a huge celebration. Hold your breath for the big celebration. Thanks for all the podcast listeners. Yeah, I'm surprised because I keep thinking we're just doing this for ourselves. And some (laughs) of you you are listening. So that's cool. It's fine. We do uh, entertain ourselves. So it's it's fine. (laughs) It is nice to get the feedback. Uh, Old Man Dividend did get nominated for an oscar or I, it's, I that's the appropriate it's, award. it would be a whatever marconi. a radio award is yeah it's like the marconi awards right, right? did i ever tell you that this is getting way off topic okay Please. but some of our listeners know i was in the radio business before i was in this business so this would be circa 1989 mm-hmm. i think the show in dc we won our short morning show one it's called harris in the morning won a uh one of these radio awards nice and i was nominated and we went up there and i forgot it was a local dc radio award i don't remember the name of it i still have it somewhere in my house (laughs) and i was nominated there was like a a a category called it was like best sidekick or something and my name was dave the producer i was nominated for that i lost that oh so I had a nomination Do you know loss who you and lost too. No, I don't remember to be honest with you. So that was, wow. that was a long time ago, boys Just and girls. Just in case your impression of old man dividend does not snag that Oscar that our client nominated for you for, right? You can always fall back on your yes unnamed award. There from is 1989. there is some award somewhere in the basement. All right. Well, um, we're doing our monthly podcast again. And the timing, I don't know if I want to say the timing is good, but we thought it would be a good time to rehash the conversation from last month. And if you haven't listened to last month's episode, probably be good to go back and do that Agree. first. Agree. Right? You know, I was actually thinking, it's, you know, we, we do these podcasts, but I think these ones are good to go back <clears throat> yep. because I think this is the first time during the podcast era not during the radio show era, but during the podcast era where we actually have uh, a real downturn in the market that's lasting in between the podcasts. Right. So this is like um, my wife, a couple years ago, I was watching Godfather 2, and she 
this is not the type of thing she'd get into, but for some reason it sucked her in. She started watching it. But she was very confused because she never saw the original Godfather movie. She needs to go back and watch that one before she can really understand the second one. Right? <laughs> it's the very same sort of thing. You've got to get all the nuances and, and all of that from the first one. But you know what? <laughs> the first one, the last episode, episode 47, so this is now 48, pertained to is the, the recent stock market decline. And if we're going to peg this decline at a certain point, basically going to say since the beginning of October. Right. That's, yeah. that's right about when everything started to turn. And as you know, for those of you who've been paying attention, it's gone down and it's rallied back up and gone back down again and rallied back up. And, you know, it seems like every day the market will be up a couple hundred points and then give it away by the end of the day or it'll be down a couple hundred points and then come back by the end of the day. Um, so as it stands as of last Friday, just because I had printed these numbers off yesterday so last friday was through december the 7th pearl harbor day um mm, s&p and <laughs> 500 was down nine and a quarter from october 1st um small cap stocks down about 15 percent uh you know merging markets international down about 10 percent um if you were more growth oriented so if you were a little bit heavier invested in Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, right. you know those FANG stocks that they talk about, you were probably down closer to 17% wow. off of that high there. Um, and you know, if you were invested in some of those individually, it was even worse than that. So you know, it's, it's been a pretty broad decline. You know, the only real bright, bright spots, U.S. municipals are up a little bit. Um, real estate investment trusts are up a little bit, but otherwise, very broad decline. Um, and I even saw an article, I don't have it up in front of me, that was talking about how this is the worst investment environment, environment since the Nixon administration. And not talking politics, just saying at that time, if you looked at 10 different asset classes, pretty much all of them, except for one or two of them, were down. Right, and that's where. Well, oh, by the way, right you weren't around in the Nixon administration, but I was. It is the worst time since then, politics-wise, too. It is very similar to that time. Even though I was a young guy then, right. I was really you into this stuff. Into I'm a native. Well, a lot of you know, Steve and I are born and raised in the D.C. area, so I was a native from here and into that stuff, even as a young kid. And it was, <laughs> it was worse <laughs> it is now than obviously with Watergate, but it was. This is the worst it's been since then with talk about real political instability that has to do with the office of the presidency, you know, and, and each day as this thing goes on, that becomes, you know, when we're talking about how it affects your money, I think you are going to see the market, if things really get more like Watergate, you're going to see that be a factor along with the other factors yeah. that are causing the volatility. No, that's a good point. I mean, we, we tell people don't make investment decisions based on your political views, um, but that doesn't mean that politics does not influence investments, certainly in the short term, because uncertainty, you know, Wall Street, they like to sell now, ask questions later. So any uncertainty, right. that's going to lead you look to... Look at one of the major hits on the volatility parade right now is the trade yep the trade war with china and if there's one thing about it we know as you look at the headlines every day it's uncertainty 
One day it's one thing, it's looking like one day it's worse. One day it's better, one day it's worse. And that kind of stuff piling up <laughs> into more than one topic really leads to what we're dealing with right now, how you open the show. A yep. lot of volatility. All right. So in that vein, and like I said, this is an extension of last month's episode, we have another call from our friend, Old Man Dividend. Yes. I'm back, Steve. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> you actually don't talk to clients that way. No, I don't. <laughs> it was, let's make this a I'm real a dramatic. A you never respectful. have said, hey, buddy, to any of our clients. And there's said, hey, dude. In the... Since 2002, when I met you. But anyway, hi. Hey, Steve, I just, hi. How is everybody doing? Are you getting ready for Christmas? Forget oh, about yeah. the market. Yeah. Right, we'll get to that. How's your Christmas yes. shopping going? Yeah, I need to do some of that. I realized I haven't bought anything yet. Uh, how about you? Have you done a lot of shopping? Yeah, we've got basically, the, you know, the, our kids, our grandkids, we've taken care of that stuff. We get, I don't know how to use Amazon Prime, but yeah, my I wife does. I that would be a good thing. Thank goodness somebody in the house knows how to work that. But I didn't call you about that. Okay. I wasn't calling about that. I, was, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember our conversation from a couple weeks ago when I called you. I know sure you probably, do. Steve, you must be getting so many calls and you're well, very busy. Really I hate to bother you. Many, but, yeah, I don't okay. like bothering you, by the way. But we talked about how the market was going down and I wanted to temporarily move my money out of some of the stocks. Right. And we discussed it and you said... You would made them. I, mean, I understand how everything's going to get better anyway, but I agreed, and I just said. And then we said we'd wait a couple of weeks and see what's going on, or right, <clears throat> something like that. Now it's a couple of weeks later, and I don't want to say you're wrong, but uh, you know, I looked at, and I'm not saying I look at my stuff every day, but I'm definitely down about one and a half percent from our last conversation. Yeah. So not that I look at everything in micro, but the bottom line is now. Maybe now's the time to, this is what I don't like, what I'm about to say sounds like a short-term thing, or like I'm reacting to the market, but I'm just saying. Is your accent cutting out? or No. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> just checking. Go I've been ahead. working on it, because some people say, I, some people say I don't even have an accent. Well. But anyway, I'm working on, okay, so we, what I want to do is move, like I talked about, move some of my stocks. Move some of the funds. Let's move it more towards bonds, right? Until, not until it all goes up, but until it smooths out mm -hmm. without the ups and downs. Right, until it gets a little better. It doesn't have to be better. All right. But be not Let, the ups and downs. Because my right. problem is, it's like today, the other day, it was up down 500 points, and then it was, okay, it ended up being up a little bit. And once the craziness settles. Right. Then, and I don't know what the craziness will be. I'm not saying it's going, oh, now we're back to where we were when it was super high. Once the craziness settles, then we go back to our regular portfolio. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's and I, I certainly understand, it is, it is painful a lot of days to watch the market and see these fluctuations and to see these losses. So, you know, I, in no way do I want to minimize what you're feeling because, believe me, it drives me crazy to watch it. It drives everybody crazy. 
Um, but let's go back to what we talked about last time first, and then I'll kind of expand on that, which is first and foremost by looking at the financial plan that we put together. Right? This is the whole reason why you put together a plan. If you thought everything was going to go up and just keep going up, you don't really have to plan for that. We put the plan together knowing that there will be ups and downs. And the way we've segmented out your plan is we want to make sure that you've got enough money in that pension that you have coming in, the social security that you and Doris have coming in. Right. Those things right there provide your base of guaranteed income. Doris was my first wife, but that's okay. I remember it don't matter. Don't tell her that. I'm not going to tell Betty that. (laughs) She's doing all the Amazon Prime shopping. (laughs) Doris would never figure that out. All right. Well, you've got that base of guaranteed income. Then we go from there and look at the percentage of your portfolio that's in bonds. In your portfolio, you've got 40% in bonds. You know some numbers that I ran since October the 1st? I told you how much the market was down. Your bonds are basically flat. You know, they're, they're up a little bit. So for that 40% of your portfolio that's in bonds, that's done fine. It's done, ex- in fact, exactly what we expect. Here's my problem, which I remember all that. But that's not my problem, and I get all that. Mm-hmm. My problem is, um, my problem is the way things are going. It's reminding me of two thousand eight. So basically, we're down now, but we could be down. I'm worried about not being down, whatever it is now. I'm worried to be down thirty percent, thirty five percent, and the stock part. And that that's certainly possible because I know Any- I know they're good stock, but you know. All good stocks can be down the way things are going right now, 35%. Or, the, the problem with I'm any, just, I'm any having of trouble that, with that is trying to figure out when do you get out, when do you get back in. Because since 2008, let's think back to the times when we've seen stocks down 10 plus percent. Uh, earlier this year, we, we had a time where stocks were down 10%. A lot of people thought, okay, this is going to be another 2008. The year before that, in January, I don't know if you remember this, January of 2016, the worst January in the history of the stock market. Stocks lost, I think it was 11 or 12%. We've had these time periods where stocks do yeah, go down. Yeah, but then I don't, I don't remember it because it got better quicker. It got better So that's quicker. my problem. Yep. Uh, this I'll remember because this has been, you know, October, November, December, and then it goes down like 2008, and that's my problem. Well, you know, 2008 was obviously the worst financial decline since the Great Depression. I don't think that that's we're about to happen again, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there were a lot of people who didn't think it was going to happen before 2008. What I look at more so is to say, if another 2008 happens now, Between your Social Security, pensions, guaranteed income, and your bond money, do we have enough money to support your income for the next seven or eight years? And knowing your situation, your income needs, I can easily say that. And why I want seven or eight years is in the worst market declines, it has taken seven or eight years for stocks to recover. What that allows us to do is take out this guesswork of saying, well, I think I should get in. I think I should get out. If we jumped out at every 10% decline since 2008, 
we would have missed out on a lot of gains. And I'm not saying that it's going to go up forever because we will have some bigger declines. But it's, I think I mentioned this last time, there have been a million studies done to show that you can't effectively get out and get back in, right? And I know that a lot of people say, well, it's just for a little bit, just, just for a little while. It really just doesn't work. So the best way to have this long-term success is know that we've got enough in bonds and guaranteed income and let the stocks do their thing. And just as one more side note on the stocks, one of the things that we look for in our stock-based investments is funds that have a lower downside compared to, say, the index, right? And, and this is a joke. You've heard Dave tell this joke before about uh, you know, being at a cocktail party. Yes. The, the downside capture ratio. He says that's a good cocktail thing to talk about, like you know what you're talking about. What's the other one that Dave likes to talk about? The uh, He likes to talk about uh, tax. Tax, tax loss harvesting. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I should call He's him He's got here. really, truly yeah. one of the most talented sense of humors of any financial well, advisor. I don't know about that. I no, mean, I think so. That's a little bit much. No, it's not an exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> well, so I'll tell you what, Steve, I get all this, but here's the bottom line. I'm not 100% sure I will do this. I will call you again. Yeah. If I'm feeling something, I will call you again. I may, may or may not tell you what to do. But for now, I'm not going to do anything. But I reserve the right to call you again because I'm I'm worried. Well, and that's what you should do. I mean, that's we try to encourage clients to call when they get worried, because you know, first of all, you might just want to hash things out and say, you know, I'm a little worried. I, I see all this is happening. Is my plan still okay? Or are we positioned for this? Because this is the kind of thing that we, Dave and I, think about all the time. But as a client, you might not think about it except for one or two times a year when we sit down. So to be able to reiterate and go through and say, we know you've got this pension, this social security, this guaranteed income, this much in bonds or cash, we can ride out these ups and downs in the market. Now, if we review your situation and we say, well, geez, we were pretty aggressive here and we didn't realize you were going to retire so quickly then maybe that does warrant making a change. I mean, situations can change where, yes, we should get more conservative. Well, because I don't know. I'm not really in that. But I'll tell you what. Let's leave it at that. I will say hi to Betty for you. I won't mention what you said about Doris. I'll do you a favor on that one, and I'll get back to you. So thanks, Steve. No problem. Merry Anytime. Christmas. Happy New Year. All right. So here's my take yeah. on all of this in real life. If we convince, our our main job is to convince every single client who has no reason, like you said, to sell stocks when they're low, to not sell these funds, what we're doing when they're low. We've done a, the best we can mm -hmm. to get what we feel are the best funds, you know, that are in the equity realm. <laughs> We've done the work that we think has showed historically that these funds do well. Ultimately, the key is to not sell stocks now when they're low. Whether they're low now, whether old man dividends worried about me, another huge drop, guess what? Even more important to not, if you if I was if a financial advisor was listening to this, I'd say don't always acquiesce to the clients what they want. 
well, without I mean, a fight. Ultimately, it's their you, money, yes, but, but I mean, without a real, a real, discussion, a real yeah. discussion to show that you don't want to do what is proven historically, time and time again, to be the wrong move. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I I know a lot of you have heard me cite this statistic that shows that the average investor underperforms the market by three or four percent per year. And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's fees or expenses or sales loads or whatever. No, it's from doing things like what old man Dividend wanted to do, which is, oh, I'm just going to take a little bit of a timeout, a little break here, not timing the market, just a little break. And by doing that a couple times a year, you miss out on 1% here, 2% there. That adds up. You know, that's a big difference if you average 8% versus 5%. Right. And potentially, (laughs) we're getting into what I've talked about a lot on other podcasts that were in the the era of instant news, instant reaction, markets that also react to whatever computer algorithms are telling them to do, which is such a short-term thing when you think about it. Oh, yeah. You talk about short-term movement. Now we're in an era where short-term movement is, it's, it's shocking that 2017 was so not volatile. Yeah. When you think about everything in there now for the volatility that is probably for the most part, as you've talked about statistically in the past, the norm. Yeah. So really it's time to, you know, if you put together the right plan for yourself, just like Steve was telling Old Man Dividend, you have no, should have no emotional reason to make the ultimate mistake which is selling low Mm -hmm. all right thanks for joining us hope you all uh if you celebrate christmas have a merry christmas happy new year to everyone happy holidays to everybody (laughs) and i'm assuming we're not going to do unless we have to do an emergency (laughs) we'll have to do an emergency podcast probably our next one will be in the new year 